save of Victor Radley. And he sends it back for Keary, who's going to kick over the top. And Manu is unmarked, and the ball bounces perfectly. Electric footy from the Roosters. Well, Roosters fans, great news over the weekend. Silky and Bells, welcome to Roosters Radio this week. Very casual racks, but we're very excited. We got the two points. And, uh, you know, getting <laughs> getting the bye was probably what we needed, Coach Robinson and the team. We know how hard everyone at Roosters HQ is working to put our season on the track we want it to be on. Um, I hope the players got a real refreshing. We've got a couple at Origin, of course, in the form of Teddy and Lindsay representing there. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to seeing the boys roll out this week and, and have a big game. So welcome to Roosters Radio on a very relaxed. And we've got a special guest sitting with us, Cooper and Bells, of course. He sits on the board of the Junior League. He's also a life member of the Roosters since 2014 and a uh, very big diehard rooster. If you see his number played out the front of our studio, Great please number, welcome uh, Alan Katzman. Alan, welcome for the G'day. first time on Roosters uh, Radio. Nice to be here. Alan, congratulations on the appointment. You are one of nine judges to pick the next six inductees to the Roosters Hall of Fame. We'll talk about who the current recipients are or current players are because uh, Bush's grandfather is one of them. But a, a great appointment, a man who knows a lot about the Roosters, in particular, one of your field of expertise is the pre-war era. So it'll be interesting to get your thoughts on some of the players that have been nominated. But before we kick off, I know there's been an announcement only yesterday about the shortlist. So could you just talk us through that first? Yeah, sure. So we did get some recommendations from the um, the Roosters board that we would uh, group the players or players and coaches uh, into two groups. Um, first group, those that made their debut prior to 1946 and those that made their debut after 1946. And so one of our, um, there was a shortlist that we drew up as a committee of 12 into, uh, into both categories. Now, the, those names are now on the website, um, the Roosters website, and you can look over, over, over those. And there's some outstanding names on that. And to emphasise the quality of, of those candidates, yep. you need to look at those who didn't even make that short list. Yeah. Um, players like Royce Ailiff, Ian Shuey, Schubert, yeah. Kevin Juney, Ron Sadler, Johnny Mays, Andrew Walker, players prior to um, uh, Nelson Hardy, uh, prior, prior to the war, uh, Arthur Oxford, players like that. Now, they didn't make the short list, so it's, it just shows you what a quality uh, group with the, we, we will now determine from that 24, the next six inductees. Now, before we touch on the inductees, a bit about yourself. Obviously, growing up in the eastern suburbs area, played a bit of football in your junior days at the Crocs. Tell us a bit about your lineage and how you got to get this lofty position as judge of one of our Hall of Fame inductees. Well, I, I think I've just been around a long time. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I started following the Roosters in the mid-60s. A lot of seasons I, I would, you know, whether it was home or away, I would beat all the games. Um, and then as I got a little bit older, I started going to watch the junior reps and um, these days because the um, lower grades are played at different venues I'll go along to, to, to all of those and um, I'm just someone whose opinions are sometimes sought or sometimes I'll express them and um, yeah I've just uh, been a member of the football club for over 40 years and um, uh, the Roosters are a big part of my life anything that I can help contribute to uh, 
to make the Roosters a better club, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly put my hand up for it. Yeah, I mean, well spoken, Alan, and it's such a shared experience amongst this group, you know, with uh, Bells's dad playing there, my father playing there, Silky's dad playing there, Silky being a ball boy. I just love, it doesn't matter who we get on Roosters Radio, there's a bit of nostalgia. Can I ask you, what are you, one of your fondest memories as a young kid watching those football in the 60s, as you said, well, and what are one of your favourite modern memories? Um as you know, I think the first year I I started going regularly was in 1966 and we didn't win a game. Um, you are a diehard yes. fan then. <laughs> and the th- Girls, didn't your dad play My in that dad year? played in that year, so. <laughs> and the three previous years, and people forget forget this, the 63, 64, 65, only won a total of eight games and across the, so across the four seasons, only won eight games. And then we started in 1967 Lost the first two games from memory. Drew had a draw at Henson Park, which was a draw um, was just phenomenal. Um, it's like a win. Then lost <laughs> Lap the of next. Honor. Then lost the next two, and then we beat North Sydney. Um, I think it must have been round five, round no, round six probably in nineteen sixty seven. And the feeling to win a game, and for someone like me who'd basically never seen the Roosters win a game, to experience that. Um, and I always say to people, having gone through that as a, as a young kid, uh, you can put up with anything. And therefore, you know, the Roosters are never in danger of losing, losing me as a supporter because um, I, I lived through all that. And then to see the revival in 1967 and 68, you know, players like Kevin Juni and Ron Sadler coming through and and with a lot of the players that were there from 66, but... You know, Jack as, as a yeah, coach, was, was, coach was was able to get the, the you know the best out of them, and uh, I used to <laughs> um, where I lived. I had a my my parents owned a house and they had a flat that um, they let out, and there was a mad rooster supporter who used to take me to all the games. So you know, in those days, the furthest you'd you'd go was Cumberland Oval, but you know, <laughs> but we used to go to Cumberland Oval and Pratton Park and to watch all the all the away games. Then Penrith and Cronulla came in and it was a you know a couple of extra away trips back in those days, but it was easy to get to um to all the games. Yep. But you know, over the last twenty or twenty five years I still get to, to most of the games. This season I'll be at every game, both home and away. Yeah, it's just uh, it's part it's of my passion. life, you know. Mm. <laughs> DNA as we talk about a lot at the Roosters. You you have that running through you <laughs> definitely. Alan where did you used to sit at the old sports ground? Not always in the same spot. I started off in the Turner stand. Yep. Which um, is where the rooster boosters used to yeah. sit. But back and then in the 80s when, when I was more with schoolmates, we'd actually just be on the hill. You yeah, know, right. And um, looking straight into the sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, it's hard to narrow down, but I'm sure you've got quite a few. But let me know one of your favourite games in Roosters history. Wow. Okay. Um, it's hard to get past, and I was actually talking to Brian Smith. I ran into Brian Smith on Friday at the Daniel Anderson function, and he also brought up the 2010 semi final against the Tigers, where we oh, won an extra yeah. time. Intercept. Um, and the, yeah, the long range um, try by Sean Kenny Dowell. It was the roller coaster of that. Yes. And as it turned out, it was the McIntyre final system was in place there and had. Um, that was a game fourth versus fifth. The Roosters finished fifth. Now, had we actually lost that game, we would have actually got knocked out because yep. um, teams uh, lower than us in the rankings actually won that week that mm. weekend. 
ended up going into the grand final in 2010. But yeah, that that's one one game that um, uh, stands out to me. I've got to say, I don't think I've ever been as exhilarated at a rugby league match though than the, the 1975 grand final in the second half. I mean, it was only five nil at half time, and the quality of the tries and the, the just everything that happened in that 75 grand final was was quite was quite something. Wow, That's it's awesome. amazing to, to talk to someone who's actually there. You know, we always hear about for our, you know for our age bracket, we were all born around that era. So you know, to have someone go there, it's and it's, it's pretty special to hear that. You know, you're watching tries at halftime like we watch the current games. I only got one more question just on your background. Do you miss the format of the three grades? I, you know, when you started talking then about Pratt and Park, Cumberland Oval, I the same was taken by my grandfather to most Roosters games. Cooper was ball boying, and you know sometimes bells would be taken along. I miss the format of President's Cup, Reserve Grade and First Grade so much because you could see who's coming through. You'd see a name in the program and then all of a sudden they're up in First Grade and you want them to go so well. And, and it went some, the other way. You had Australian players who were at the twilight of their career playing second grade or and it was third brilliant. grade back in the old, old days. And I loved that. Yeah. And and um, I, I loved it and um, would love it to be now, but you've got to be um, realistic. It's it's just not feasible in uh, this day and age. Well, there is financially well, feasible. But hang on a sec. There's Dylan Napper's playing uh, reserve grade. Cup, yeah. yeah, but that's re- reserve grade for. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we had uh, Nathan Brown coming. Th- well, he came through obviously via injury. Brandon Smith played. Now I was talking game. about. Um, it's Format. not practical to have the the three g- g- right. uh, games at the same grounds um, the same these days. Day. Mm. We haven't got the same teams in each of the competitions. Yes, um, the cost of the of the grounds, and I've got to say, even though I would never, I would always be the first in the gate at any uh, in any match that, that there was three grades. It's a bit of a myth about the the those who want to go because the odd occasion where we've had two or three uh, games. The crowds are pretty low. Mm. There was no the one there for third games. grade or yeah. under twenty threes or under twenties or um, whatever you want to call. It. There was very few there. There was more back in the day, yeah. but there's just so much more for people to do these days. And I, I you know, I think it's 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 not really practical. And I think the attention span as humans with social media and all the different things, we've probably changed as as a culture. I think that's that's we, fair we've to got say a shorter like we want to get that powerhouse. You know, everyone loves Origin. It goes for eighty minutes, bang, you got your fix. And it's and you're right, it's the first grade game, but. Being nostalgic, geez, it was good to go. I mean, I was one of the first through the gate when I was a kid, and uh, you know, you'd watch the twenty threes, and I was also there to support Cooper Ballboying in case he dropped or <laughs> dropped over or did a hamstring. You know, we all wanted his job. I will say this: that this year, we our Jersey Flag and New South Wales Cup team have got a home ground at last, yes. and they're playing out at Wentworth Park, mm. and often um, they are part of the, they're playing back to back. So at least you. Uh, on a Sunday, oft, often the Roosters aren't playing, so there's, a, there's an opportunity for people to, to go there. And Wentworth Park's not far for those who um, live live in the uh, in the east and in the inner, in, inner city to go and watch um, those up and coming uh, players. Okay, so from here, let's get into the Hall of Fame, which is what I'm super excited about. On uh, the fourth of August, I believe uh, there's a there's a big function happening. You can actually get tickets to it on the Roosters website and be there to experience the night. But um, I just want to go through who we've already got in the Hall of Fame, and then I'm going to hand it over to our expert to run through the uh, the 24 nominations. And um, well, we, we'll, we'll also get the criteria, because I know yes. a lot of the fans are curious as to how we got to 24 to start with. Definitely. But, but definitely, let's okay, go through well, the nine. Okay, well, let's go through the nine. So, Dally Messenger, Dave Brown, Jack Gibson, Arthur Beetson, Freddie Fittler, Brad Fittler, Ray Steer, 
Dickie Dunn, which is um, Craig's grandfather, Ronnie Coote, and Kevin Hastings. So what players are there in that? Like, that's just phenomenal, the talent that we've got there in those players. Yes, now, they're not just nine of the greatest roosters. They're nine of the greatest rugby league aren't yeah. players. And, and in, in the case of Jack Gibson, coaches uh, of all time. And, and whoever the six are that we end up with... I can assure you they'll also be amongst the six six of the greatest um, uh, uh, the game's had. Well, let's hop into the criteria then because I know I speak to a lot of Roosters fans and they'd love to have input, but unfortunately not everyone can have their say. And uh, you're lucky enough to be in a position where you are running your eyes. There's a a number of you that are doing this. So just talk us through the criteria and what what you're actually looking for. So with the shortlist, we have 12 in, in each what we call era, um, up to uh, up to 1946, uh, making their debut, 12 in that list, and then another 12 in the list post-1947. We will determine a minimum of two from each era. So the first process we will do is to choose the top two in each era, and then from the remaining 20 candidates, we will choose two more. Now, they can be from... We could end up with two additional ones from pre-1946, yep. two from post-1946, or one um, or, or one from each. Mm-hmm. And we will go through that. Now, to get onto the original shortlist, players need to have played, if they'd made their debut before 1946, needed to play 50 first-grade games. Yep. Or if they made their debut after 1946, needed to play 100 first-grade games. Or in relation to a coach, because one of the coaches... Um, it was also a great player in, in Arthur Pony Halloway yeah. that's been uh, nominated. A coach needed a hundred first grade games as a as a rooster coach. And I also know, or well, you shared it with us before we recorded this, for for a lot of the roosters fans who weren't around to see the nineteen oh eight to nineteen forty six year, which is the majority of us, we actually won nine of our fifteen premierships between. 1908 and 1946, is that correct? That's correct, and eight runners-up as well. So, wow. you know, in, in we're talking 39 years, 17 times we finished in the top two, won 11 minor premierships in that period as well. Yep. And one of the things I, I did want to get across today, because when people have found out that I was on the Hall of Fame Selection Committee, um, often the, they're throwing up names at me, nearly everybody's throwing up names that all played from 1972 onwards. Because that's what we remember, right, collectively? I understand, but, you know, we need to appreciate the greatness of those players that gave us those nine premierships. Now, a number of them are already in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Daly Messenger, Dave Brown, uh, Ray Steer, Dick Dunn. But there are many more players that played in that era that will get recognised. At least two will get recognised here, but there's so many of them the Roosters won the uh, premierships 35, 36, 37, 3 in succession. Yep. Only lost four matches across the three years. Wow, would have been a good time to be um, a Roosters wow. fan. You're talking... <laughs> Dave Brown era. And some of the, mm. the all-time greats. If you go through the uh, the Australian Rugby League Hall of Fame and just see how many players are in the Australian Rugby League Hall of Fame that were playing for the Roosters in that mm. 1935 to 37 period. So you're talking about... And, you know, they also won three premierships between 1911 and 1913, so three in a row there. So, you you know, if you're in a team that's won three premierships in a row, you're, you're talking about some really elite yep. players. It must be difficult as part of the committee to have robust conversations about players that you never saw. 
And so are you referencing just stats? I'm, I'm just curious to know how, how you, because I, I'm, we'll go through the, the 12 names. Dan Frawley was, I think, player number five. Larry O'Malley, Sandy Pierce, Pony Halloway, who you've mentioned, Jack Bluey Watkins, Les Cubitt, Harry Caples, uh, Sid Joe Pierce, Ernie Norman, Viv Thickness, Andy Norville, and Wally O'Connell. They're the 12. So when it comes to debating the, the pros and cons of each of those players, how does that come about? Um, well, each of the committee people w- would have their own process. Okay. Um, I can only talk about my process. Yep, that's fine, yep. Um, so in some respects, getting the first two from an era where you've only got to compare them with the players from the from their own era is a little easier. Yeah. Um, now, um, I personally... Um, have some standouts amongst We're not going to put you on the spot, Alan. No. We're not going to put you on the spot. I, I appreciate Although that. Although we, we don't want a Roosters Radio exclusive well, here. We love I'd a scoop. love to. <laughs> um, the, the, so that's not the real difficult part, I don't think, in relation to judging them within their own era. Right. The difficult decision we're going to have to make is after we've determined the two in each era, is then you'll, the cross the crossover how do you compare a Joe Pierce with a Craig Fitzgibbon or, yeah. or whatever that is when you're, you're, you're talking about players who played 60 years apart? Yeah, that's where it goes a bit difficult. We, I think we're lucky in that people who did watch them play or, or, or some that did were on the committees of things like the Australian Rugby League Hall of Fame, the Roosters Team of the Century, and so they've made judgments Already, and we can use their, those type of judgments to help guide us. But is there paper clippings or anything like that where you can read to, to you know, get up to speed on, on some of the great... I mean, that's something, you know, that I've done myself right. over the years and why I've got a great interest in it. I'd say I've read a lot about, about these players yep. and their contribution to the club. But if you think about how they... I think it's like cricketers... Now, Donald, Donald Bradman was twice as good as, as the players he played against because yeah. he had a, an average of 99.94. The next best was was was, was in the high 50s, yep. you know. Um, now, when you look at some of these players from that era and see, you know, how often they got picked for Australia or how often they got picked, uh, picked for New South Wales, that you can then compare them with some of the players of existing era, well, how often are they getting picked for Australia? How often are they getting picked for New South Wales? So there are things like that um, that can also assist in trying to assess them against those from 60, 70 years differentials. Bush Bells, have you ha- had a look at those pre-war footballers? Have you got any standouts yourselves? Or Bush, I have. your grandfather might have even told a story or two about some of those players. But Bells, I'll start with you. Who, who have you identified? I've had a little look-see, um, done my own little research. <laughs> no, yeah. the one that stands out for me is um, Andy Norville, Andrew Norville. Uh, he was a winger and a lock, but um, he. I read somewhere that he, uh, Dick Dunn, actually your grandfather Bush, um, stated that he was the best player that he's ever seen play yep. the game. So I kind of um, take him as a, as a good judge of a footballer. And um, I do remember Dad mentioning a little bit about him and, and what he was to the club. I think he won four premierships, uh, those ones in the late 30s and, and then again in, the, in 1940. 1940. Yep. Bush, what so about you? That's my pick yep. from that yeah, era. Look, I got two. Um, Arthur 
um, you know, Pony Hall. No, he's my and, pick. And he's, he's a pick I know for you. My grandfather used to talk about him all the time. He was a coach. He was a player. He was, you know, just a great rooster. And I think, um, you know, the other player that always got mentioned when I was a kid, Wally O'Connell, and close to our heart in Bondi and I, yep. Wally O'Connell was um, a standout 5'8". And, you know, you talk to the likes of Sue Robinson, who's a, you know, Bondi United, Kelly Robinson, who's... Well, her, her father was um, the great Sel Lyle. Lyle. So my grandfather was the lock, Sel Lyle was the halfback, and Wally O'Connell was the 5'8". And they had a special connection, I guess, you know, these days they talk about a spine. Well, in those days they were, you know, the core of the team. And then I think... In that era, we never got to see them play, but I heard so much about who was, and Bells, you're right, you know, my grandfather described him as the best player he's ever seen. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's just so many great players. And, Alan, we're just really, really pleased as Roosters fans that someone like yourself has taken the time to really recognise and also research those players and look at it at a criteria because we can't forget our history. We've come from such a great place. My grandfather said to me, I was at Watson's Bay one day, 35, 36, where we lived, and there was a tree. And he said, son, see that tree? It's still there. I used to goal kick over that. Now I'm 10. <laughs> wow. he's, he's 70. He said, and the roosters hopped off the ferry to have lunch at Doyle's. They'd won the comp. Dave Brown walked over and said, hey, kid, if you can kick that goal, he said, I'll get you a start at the roosters. And He, he said, said that yeah. to you? To, no, to, no, oh, to, to my grandfather yeah. when he was a kid, when he was younger. And he said, kick it. He said, not only will I kick it, I'll kick it past the other tree. And he did. My <laughs> grandfather was a goal kicker. Dave Brown said, geez, you play footy. And, and, you know, stories like that, you know, you look up to your players. Cooper, you're on the sideline, you know, as a ball boy. We look up to all our yeah. Roosters players. So we've got a beautiful history. We need to recognise it um, like you are. And I think that's a wonderful thing we're doing pre and post-war. I, I do want to recognise Arthur Pony Halloway's contribution because he was wow. in the early 1900s. Uh, he won comps in 1912 and 1913. But he coached in 35, 36, 37, then came back in 45. Now, we talk about Jack Gibson as one of the great coaches the of, of the Roosters. I think uh, I think Pony Halloway for mine is a, is a, is a big chance of, of getting picked. And I know when you go into the Hall of Fames and, and you hear about great Rooster players, I know Viv Thickness is one that gets mentioned. Looked like Dave Brown. He used to wear that headgear, I believe. And also uh, Joe Pierce. I think he was a, a forward, but he's another player that I, as a kid you'd, you'd see in different articles or, or they'd write stories about him. But uh, I, I don't um, – oh, well, I wish you all the best with your, with how you, how you come up with the players from that era. But it's interesting, as I said earlier, that we won a, a majority of our grand finals in that era. So – Roosters fans will have to probably understand that when it comes to the the six that are selected, why they've come from that era because we had a lot of success. Mm. Yeah, so so there'll be at least two from that era and could be as many as four. Yeah. There's not one person on this 24 list that would be out of place. Um, yeah. Their contributions to the club are enormous. We really sh- should be so proud of, of our history and what, these people that they've dug the well that oh, um, yes, they have. and we're talking not just the all-time great Roosters players we're talking about all-time great rugby league players G'day Roosters fans it's Silky here inviting you all to join me and our New South Wales Cup team up at East on the 27th of July as the Roosters take on the Broncos Enjoy a feed and wash it down with a couple of cleansing ales as our boys march towards the finals. The festivities will kick off at 7pm. So join us, 27th of July. Be there. Let's have a look at the lineup then for the present roosters, the 12 that are present roosters. So we've got Bunny Riley, Bill Mullins, Johnny Brass, Mark Harris, Russell Fairfax, 
Hugh McGahn, Craig Salvatore, Luke Rickardson, Craig Fitzgibbon, Craig Wing, and the Count Anthony Minicello. What a great 12 that is. Unbelievable 12. Now, once again, guys, I'll okay. throw it across to you, uh, and I'll start with you, Bells. Yep. Um, should recognise Bunny O'Reilly, Pat well, O'Cult. He's one of mine. Rico, <laughs> Rico played for my club, United. Salvo, I remember watching Salvo play for the Dunbar. The Dunbar Raiders. Up at Waverley Oval. Obviously, Wingy is a South Junior. I didn't see a lot of John Brass as a kid, but my dad and, and plenty of uh, you know old, older Roosters fans talk very highly of he had unbelievable hands and uh, was was a great rooster during the seventies. But righto, bells. Let's um, let's have okay. over to you. Okay, so I am going with Bunny Riley. Yep. Um, Dad used to talk about him all the time. So he's close to my heart. Dad played with him. I think Bunny made his uh, first grade de- debut in 66, yep. um, as did my dad. And um, he's just a champion, champion player and a champion bloke to go with it. And famous for his defence. Definitely, definitely. Um, through the 70s, had so much, you know, to do with the the premiership wins that they had and, um, yeah, just, just a great player and a, and a cult junior. So how can you go past that? Actually, we were part of the Guard of Honour down Spring Street when uh, Bunny passed away. And I know there was former Roosters from, from all different eras that, uh, you know, we were lucky enough to send Bunny off. But uh, a great a great option. What's your other one? Uh, Rico. Yep. Rico. Can't go past Luke. Uh, 301 games, I think, at the Roosters, you know. He broke the 300 um, the games there. And uh, that premiership in 2002, um, I think he played 50 minutes of that game with a torn hamstring. So, oh, yeah, he um, he struggled through that game but had a wow of a game. And I just think he, you know, he's done a lot for the – for the club as well. He's on the board. He's on the board. And I just, um, yeah, they're my two picks. Well, Bush, you played with Rico, uh, or against Rico. You probably played a, a bit of rugby with him at school at Waverley College there. I played uh, the odd game with Rico, albeit he's a few years older. But um, who are your picks? Look, I'm going to have to do three. I can't pick two. I wish I could do four. Well, but yeah. I'm gonna, I'll tell you my four top in this era, and that's yeah. because of you know natural bias. And that's excluding people like Russell Fairfax and things like that for no other reason than you, you know, can't fit is, them all in. Can't fit them all mm. in. But for me, I played all my junior footy against Luke Rickardson. He was an athlete. And I remember playing some uh, lower, lower uh, rep games with him, and he was just always going to play first grade. Yep. My grandfather used to tell a story that Doug Rickardson was uh, such a strong player that he said, but the problem with Doug was – He'd, you know, he'd say, oh, Dick, I can't play tomorrow. And he'd say, what's wrong, Doug? He goes, I've got a sore hamstring. So he'd go around as the coach, give him a T-bone, get his mother to cook it and rub Doug's legs. And we've got yeah. a real synergy in the family, you know. And <laughs> Luke never did that. Luke was, you know, he, he couldn't play enough games. Um, Anthony Minicello, I think many bring a level of excitement. And he, he's just such a great ambassador for the game. And, and, and everyone loves the Mincat. And we've developed such a strong friendship with many. And, but you look at him, you know, excluding that, you look at him as a player, incredible. And the man that everyone wanted to be, if you played in the Forge, is Adrian Morley. He yeah, well, I forgot Moore's. He was mm. another inductor, yeah. Adrian Morley, just for me, revolutionised. There was Gordon Tallis from other clubs and everyone wanted a Gordon Tallis. Well, we got him. And even Gordon Tallis says, mate, there's only one bloke I used to look up for yeah. on the line. He said, there's only one, one ever. He said, I, he said, no, I wasn't scared. I hated it though. I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> I did to him what he did to me, and he said, and we just had a ding-dong battle, you know, Adrian Molly, and what a great player. Well, I'm going to pick Hugh McGahn. He was the captain of the Roosters when I was the ball boy at the club. And during that time, 1987, we, we were unlucky not to make the grand final. We got we got bundled out by Canberra in the final. Uh, but I think in that year, Huey was the golden boot winner. He captained New Zealand. 
He was a captain of New Zealand at a time too when the Australian side was full of superstars. Mm. For the Wally Lewis's, the Brett Kenny, Strong. the Gene Miles, Mao Meningas. And New Zealand win the win the odd game. I can remember, and you guys remember, the, you know, Greg Dowling, Howie Tamati, or Kevin Tamati, the big stink at mm. Lang Park. That was when Huey was captain uh, of New Zealand in that era. And just a, a true professional and a gentleman off the, off the field. Bush, uh, you recall we met him at one of the uh, reunions a few years back. I just think he was a great, a great rooster and a great club man. And uh, I was just saddened that after 87, we just kind of fell off the perch a bit and he never really got to, to have those lofty highs that he probably should have as a rooster. I, I think I have to agree um, with Anthony Minichella. Once again, another golden boot winner, won premierships, captained our club to a premiership. I think when the, the judging criteria has been discussed, I think that's got to um, have a bit of weight. Just an absolute freak and, and a superstar. But, yeah, they're probably the two that I'd, I'd pick. But, I, yeah, once again, it, it'll be They're some, all just great players. Like, yeah. how can That's you, hard. Yeah. And, and like I said, Alan, we're, 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 a, we're a bit young to so see Alan, the Mark Harris's and the <laughs> – <laughs> I did say um, on, 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 on Twitter the other day that the, the strength of the Roosters Hall of Fame is based on the quality of those that don't get in it. Mm. Yeah. And there's so many that could easily be in there, couldn't? Like if you were picking, you know, like they do with teams, you know, picking a, a an up and coming squad, there'd be a thousand names you could add. So and whilst we'll be inducting more over the next number of years, we, it's it's in a very elite group, yes. so it, the, you know, it, it's not going to be happening every year. And of course, when next we do it, if it might be in five years' time, then we'll start some of the players from 18 and 19 to 2018, 2019 become eligible. Yeah. Mm. So it's it's possible that, you know, a number of these players, they don't get in now, they, the opportunity may um, may Present pass itself. them by but um, because of the, the quality of others that will then become come eligible. But um, that doesn't diminish the fact that they, you know, of, of what they've contributed. Alan, is this the third time we've done it? That's correct, yes. Yeah, the third time. So, wow. And is it robust conversation between all the judges? There's some, well, there's some strong, uh, strong opinions in, the, in diverse, that room. Diverse, diverse. Well, there's some strong ones too. Um, well, the, we've, we've just had the, the one meeting so far. We've got another meeting tomorrow morning. Um, and the, the first meeting went well. We were just going through the, the 24 and just um, determining to make sure that we – um, had the right 24 that we wanted to put forward. But um, no, everybody was basically on the same page. Um, there was great consensus on, on, yep. on that, and uh, I suspect there will be going forward. And Alan, once you select the 24, who uh, who has the job of running it up to the chairman just to, uh, I'm sure he... It's a little look before before it goes cast, public. Cast the eye over. I, I, Joe. I, I don't know. But, uh, well, you're pretty sweet there, Alan. <laughs> well, I'm super excited for it. Now, now the date, it's the 4th of August. The it's 4th. at the ICC. Mm-hmm. Tickets are on sale. You can yes. head over to the Roosters website. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think tables, uh, it's 450 ahead. There's still single tickets and tables. If you jump on the website, Roosters Hall of Fame, and just search it in the news, you'll be able to get tickets. And it's going to be a wonderful night. Anyone that's a Roosters fan, and Alan, you know, you're going to give us a bit more insight? I was going to say, uh, the Roosters play Manly the night before at the cricket ground. And this year's 10 years from the uh, 2013 Premiership win. And, of course, that, that grand final was against Manly. Manly. So there'll be a celebration of that 2013 right. Premiership win at the Hall of uh, Fame dinner, and as many of the 2013 
premiership winning players that, that are in Australia at the moment will hopefully be at the um, at the dinner. We'll celebrate that. The existing um, uh, squads, uh, existing NRL and NRLW squads will also be uh, uh, will be at the dinner. So. Well, I'll be there. I think you guys are away, but I'll be uh, representing uh, Roosters Radio on the night. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Now, Alan, before we let you go, we've got to talk about the current lineup, the current team. Uh, we're playing the Storm this weekend at the SCG. We asked this of the coaches, and I'm going to ask you as our resident expert here today, if you had to grade our performance this year, you know, A being extremely good, D, D being kind of so-so, E being awful, what would you rate our year thus far? Well, it'd be hard to give it more than a C. Um, I think it's pretty fair, yeah. Mm. The, we've just won the, won the seven games. There's, but there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, you know... It, you don't want to make excuses all the time for with injuries, but when I, the Roosters have really struggled over the last four seasons to get their best seventeen on the on the paddock, and when you take out um, key spine players, you know, yes, Sammy Walker was dropped to reserve grade, but he was never going to be in reserve grade for very long. And he got injured. Um, he's now been out for ten weeks, not having him available. Brandon Smith's been out for for, for eight weeks, and just and you know th- there have been. A myriad of issues that have affected the the, the club's performance. Uh, in saying that, I thought our effort against Manly was a huge improvement on, on what we've done. You know, best performance we all won, year. We should have won the game, yeah. and hopefully that's an indication that we are on the on the way back. Because of our terrible forward against, we've probably got to win seven of our last eight matches to make the semi-finals. So we, you know. That's a huge task to have that um, upon us, but we did win eight out of eight last yep, season, yep. so it's it's within the club's um, capabilities, and hopefully we get some returning players. So um, when we talk about this game against the Storm, you know Sam Walker's a key. Is he going to be back? He wasn't able to um, return on the weekend in the New South Wales Cup. He was just not quite right. But if we can get him back on the field. Uh, on Saturday, and we've obviously got Egan Butcher back. We've got Brandon Smith back. We've got Joseph Sawali back. So we're getting some personnel back, which will um, benefit the the club greatly. But if they take the attitude that they did and the um, the way they defended against Manly into this Storm game, I think we're a real chance of winning. You touched on Brandon Smith. I know you went and watched uh, our New South Wales Cup last weekend. Uh, I think he got 53 minutes or something like that. How did he go? He, he he went very well. When he first came out of the field, the Rooster didn't have a lot of balls, so he had to do a lot of defending, but I thought his defence was, was very strong. Um, early in the second half, he set up a lovely try to our left second rower with a lovely face ball um, where he showed great patience because he had an opportunity to, to throw to different different players, but he found the right player at the right time. He pulled off a great try-saving tackle with about 20 minutes to go, and he he came off with um, out of about 15 to go, but I believe that was always part of the plan. It was just important, I think, for him to to get that run under his belt. So, um, yeah, I was, I was really pleased, and I'm sure the coach was with what uh, Brandon was able to do. And who's impressed you out of the young crop that have debuted or, you know, come through this year? Yeah, I think... I'd always been a fan of Nafahu White. Me too. Um, he was, he wasn't good last year. Um, very and, green, and um, I, I believe you know that there may have been some uh, reasons for that. And he, 
he'd been an edge player for most of his career. They've moved him into the middle in in the last season season and a half, and uh, his stats are extraordinary at, at New South Wales Cup level. And when he's had the opportunity at, at NRL level, I think he's really done well. Um, good le- leg speed, good quick play, the balls, strong defence. So he started to live up to the potential we all knew he had three or four years ago that sort of seemed to, to lose a bit last season. So it's great to uh, to see him coming. Unfortunately, um, we haven't got to see Robert Toyer this year. He's part of our top 30 squad. Did his ACL playing for Keeper Park, uh, for um, Nudgee College last um, last season. Was, was set to return about two or three weeks ago and broke his jaw or fractured his jaw. He's somebody I'm very excited about having seen him play SG ball uh, last season. He played Queensland under-19s. And Siwa Wong is a player whom was the SG ball player of the year for the whole competition uh, last season. He's, again, a player whom was playing on an edge that they brought into into the middle and he... He, uh, I think he's been quite outstanding at New South Wales Cup level. Had his first opportunity to play first grade against Manly. Thought did very well. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about those um, players and um, hopefully there's a, a few more behind them that we'll, uh, we'll get to see um, next season. Well, let's put you on the spot, mate. Saturday night, Roosters take on the storm at the SCG. Have you got a score prediction for us? Well, um, as you may or may not know, if the Roosters don't score 19 points, they generally lose. We've only won. Wow. Um, <laughs> I did not know that. We've only won, <laughs> we've only Alan, won two yeah, matches. This is not your last time on Roosters Radio. <laughs> so we've only won two matches in about the last three seasons where we've scored less than 19. Wow. Yeah. That was the game against the Storm in Melbourne last year and when we beat the Warriors 14-0 in Auckland this yep. year. And it was a blood. We were there. It was so, ter- It was like a cyclone. It hit the yeah, I was, I was there, wow. of course. Um now, so therefore, I can't predict a score under 19 oh, because, yeah. um, so I'll have to go Roosters 22, Storm 18. 22, 18. Wow. Well, they are historically always close matches, aren't they? Well, I'm going to go with Alan then and, and take that advice. And um, well, take I, your score. I will jump in with, no, I'm not the same score, different uh-huh. score, different score. Uh, 26, 24. Bush. Oh, I'm just going to go Roosters 19, <laughs> Melbourne 18. <laughs> We're there for the take. <laughs> and I'm going to go Roosters 20, One. Storm 14. How's that? Very good. Sounds good. Well, we're winning anyway, so it's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alan, it's been an absolute pleasure having on Roosters Radio. Some real great insights, not only to the selection criteria and the, and the panel selecting, but also the pre- and post-war players. And I think as Roosters fans, uh, there's only upside, you know what I mean? It's uh, You've got uh, not so much a difficult job, but an important one, that's for sure, because it's very easy to pick a lot of them. But you've got to narrow it down, and we wish you the best with it. But we really want to thank you for the insights and those little you know, insights into the up-and-coming players now, as well as that 19-point stat. So this won't be your last time on Roosters Radio. And if you want to learn more, you can always follow Alan on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle, Alan? At Catso60. There you go. He's got plenty of followers, the Roosters Radio team I'm following. On. You better. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. I want to thank our very special guest, Alan Katzman, for joining us here in the studio. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East, East to win. win.